You're listening to Guide to Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Amelia. And I'm Nikita. And we're so excited to discuss all things weddings with you. Yes, we'll be covering trends, practical planning tips and more. And of course, we'll have a few special guests along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hello again, everyone. Happy Friday to you all. Yes, happy Friday. We hope you're all keeping safe and well out there and that those of you who have been looking for your bridal wear felt inspired by our last episode with Ellie Sanderson. Yes, it was a really interesting episode. So if you are looking for the dress and haven't already tuned in, uh, we really recommend listening to that one. Yes, definitely. And so on to today's episode, we are going to be chatting with you all about wedding stationery. So it's another practical planning episode for you all. I know that quite a few of you like those ones. (laughs) Yes. And you know, your wedding stationery is going to give your guests their first insight into what your day will look and feel like. So it's really important for making that first impression. Absolutely. And it's a really nice keepsake to remember your day too. Um, obviously, there are lots of digital options available to you as well. And we do plan to cover those in a future episode. Um, of course, we'll also give those elements a little nod where it's relevant. But in today's discussion, we'll mainly be focusing on the traditional physical wedding stationery. Yes. So just quickly for those who aren't familiar, what actually makes up wedding stationery? So obviously normal stationery is, you know, notepads, pens, diaries, folders, etc. But for weddings, these are things like your wedding invitations, place cards, your table plan. Absolutely. Now, there is a long list of stationery that you can choose from. Obviously, you don't have to have every single stationery item that we're going to talk about in today's episode. But, you know, it's always worth considering what you might need or want and what you don't want. Totally. So we're going to go through the stationary items that you might want to consider um, and then where it's not like absolutely blindingly obvious, like, I don't know, a table number, um, (laughs) we will discuss all the details you'll likely need to put on those stationary items and where they fit either before, on or after your day. Um, Now, we'll also end the episode by giving you some top tips before actually choosing your stationary. Brilliant. Let's get started then. Okay. I think the best way we can do this is, um, before you do anything else, just list exactly what you want to consider. One, before your wedding day, two, for the big day itself, and three, for after the wedding. Yep, that feels like a good plan. Um, Of course, we should mention that there are some amazing and insanely talented stationers listed on guidesforbrides.co.uk. So go and get in touch with an expert and actually discuss with them what you're going to need for your wedding on a much more personal level. Absolutely. It's a totally personal decision and you want to get a stationer in there that's going to help you find what you are looking for. It's your wedding day. So let's go chronologically on this. What do I need to consider stationary-wise before my wedding? Now, Amelia's obviously been married before. So I have. <laughs> where, well, where I still am married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... First thing you want to consider is save the dates. Um, Then we've got your invitations. Um, If you want to get fancy about it, you can call it the wedding invitation suite. We will be calling it the wedding invitation suite. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds much more fancy. Um, You know, it's not just the invite itself that needs to be sent here. This can also include things like RSVP cards. Um, If you want any details cards, such as, you know, Uh, letting your guests know about accommodation, um, your gift list info, things like that. And then maybe you want to also include menu cards. Um, 
just depending on the kind of wedding catering package that you've gone for and the kinds of things that you're wanting to be able to report back to your catering team. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for example, if you have guests that are choosing what they're going to eat on the day, so um, you have maybe a few menu options, um, whether they need to let you know about any dietary requirements like allergies, or if they're vegetarian or vegan, um, this is where a menu card would come into play. Um, Obviously, if you're not allowing them to choose what they have on the day, but you still need to know about those dietary requirements, it might be something that you just ask them to RSVP with. Brilliant. So let's go into a bit more detail with your save the dates. Now, you don't have to have save the dates. We'll we'll say that first of all. Um, Some couples will plan their wedding, you know, a few years in advance. So they might want to send those first before sending the actual invitations. But, you know, if you've got a fairly short engagement, um, like I did myself, um, you might not want to have save the dates and instead just send your main invites out instead. Yeah, absolutely. And save the dates are generally sent very early on in the planning. Um, Tell your guests when the wedding will be. Usually it's just the date um, or where the venue is or something like that, just so you get an idea of where it's going to be and when. Um, And obviously whose wedding it is. (laughs) You don't want to send a save the date without your names on it. Rule number one, your name on everything, please. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And people generally only send save the dates to those guests who are actually going to be invited to the whole day. So that includes the ceremony, wedding, breakfast and evening reception. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to have that awkward moment of sending out save the date and then receiving the invitation where it's just inviting you to the reception. Um, And this is the very first impression of your wedding. So often it's good to choose all of your wedding stationery style before you send out the save the dates um, as you'll likely want everything to match um, essentially if you're choosing to send a save the date out before you select the rest of your stationery just give it a bit of consideration what is your wedding day going to look like and how will the rest of your stationery work with this save the date even if you don't make the final decision on what that will look like before you've um, sent out the save the date absolutely um and as an additional feature or alternative to your save the dates you can always use a wedding website. Yeah. Um, you know, and this can still match your physical stationery as well. Yeah, absolutely. When you have um, a wedding website, it allows you to keep your guests up to date on the status of your event. We actually have our own version of a wedding website, um, mainly designed to help those who are planning at the moment with COVID um, to update their guests on anything, especially if they need to change the date. Because, um, you know, change the date cards are another element of a wedding date that you can uh, you can consider but often they're an added expense. So uh, a wedding website, if you're needing to change the date in particular, could be a really good option for you. Okay, the invitation suite. This is the official invitation for your big day and um, in, in the nicest possible way, you need to nail it. That's essentially it. It's the official moment that your guests go, I'm invited to this wedding. Tell them what it's going to be like um, just by the invitation alone. Like, how, how are you going to communicate what your day is going to look like to them on, on that piece of paper? Um, and, yeah, you just need to make sure you have all the right information on it. We will be going through that in a second for you, though. So just don't panic on that. <laughs> Brilliant. So a wedding invitation suite includes all the paper items that are sent along with the wedding invitation. So it should always include 
some kind of response card um, or at least instructions for responding um, as well as important information like your venue address um, directions um, and accommodation options as well and again as we said before maybe a menu card as well if your guests are required to choose their meal in advance or if you want them to write down any allergies or dietary requirements yeah, also it's polite to include an envelope and a stamp with that response card. Um, so your guests don't need to pay for the postage. However, with that being said, it's becoming increasingly popular to ask people to RSVP via an online form, a wedding website, or even just by email. So it's completely up to you. You just need to make sure that your guests know exactly how they're going to RSVP. Um, Amelia, you used an email, didn't you, for your RSVPs? I did, yes. We we actually set up a brand new email um, and then we put on the bottom of the invite RSVP2 and then the email address. Um, although, funny story, we had a bit of confusion with that because we'd put the email address as RSVP dot and then our initials wedding at whatever and people got confused with the RSVP dot at the beginning of it and so they were sending it to the wrong email so if you do create your own wedding email address just make sure it's nice and clear um that you know you're going to get those RSVPs sent correctly to the right place and I mean using digital instead of paper on some elements of your invitation you might want to send a physical invitation out to your um, friends and family who will be attending the day um who doesn't want to receive a lovely wedding invitation in the post especially now um but if you're wanting to be a bit more eco-conscious or save a bit of money on different elements of your invitation you can of course um always use um the digital elements but also there are plenty of stations out there who use recycled paper and materials in their invites. So highly recommend speaking to a stationer on your options. Um, they're going to give you the best advice possible. Um, and especially where you tell them where your limitations are. If the limitation is the budget, they can tell you the best way to have your invitations and the rest of your stationery um, while saving yourself a little bit of money. So with your invitation suite, you can send these absolutely as soon as you want to. Um, traditionally people actually send them around eight weeks before the wedding which we kind of feel is like leaving it a bit late Um, but that's a personal decision again (laughs) absolutely yeah so obviously the sooner you send them the sooner you can start getting your RSVPs back Um, but there can be both a blessing and a curse so you'll need to kind of work out when you feel comfortable sending them Um, personally I got engaged in um, September 2017 we then sent our invitations out um, in November and we didn't have saved the dates because we were planning our wedding in May so it was quite a short engagement Um, and I think we gave people about a month to respond. Yeah absolutely and that and that allows you to have a bit of time to chase up those RSVPs doesn't it? Absolutely yeah and you know if you have people in your family like mine so apologies to any family members listening um, (laughs) but my my family doesn't have the best reputation for being quick to reply to things so it is something you want to think about um, when you're deciding when to send those. Yeah I think the one of the things for me about the sort of traditional eight weeks before thing is I would want to give people probably about eight weeks to respond on a personal level Um, and 
for me, I, I would feel like if I have a bit more time for them to respond and then a bit more time for me to chase the people that probably haven't responded or may have not received their invitation, it might have got lost in the post, I don't know. It's just less stress for me. And that that is a personal personal thing. Um, so, yeah, completely up to you. Discuss with your partner um, exactly how long you want to give um, in, ter- in time-wise. But remember as well to check with your venue and caterers because there will be a deadline that they need to know the exact numbers for your wedding day and you will need to adhere to those. Okay, now we're going to cover what needs to be included on your wedding invitation. I have given it a go and <laughs> written an example. Um, I have to admit, I'm very proud of my example. Oh, well um, <laughs> but this is just an idea. <laughs> this is just an idea of what you can put on your invitation. But before I read it to you, Amelia, why don't you run us through the key details of um, what you need to kind of include in that invitation wording? Of course. So first of all, you want to include who's hosting the wedding. So that could either be um, you as the couple or your parents, etc. Um, then you'll want the statement that they are invited to attend the wedding of. And then, of course, your names. Um, don't forget those. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you'll also want the date and time of the events. Um, you'll want the location, uh, reception information. Um, if you're having a dress code... Um, you can put that on the invitation as well. And then you might also want some information on where they can find your gift list. Um, And, you know, with your invite, you might want to have some simpler wording and possibly a completely separate invitation for those people who are only invited to the reception part of your wedding day. Yeah, that's great. And are you ready for my example? By the way, I went really luxury on the venue. This is completely wishful <laughs> thinking for my made-up couple. Go for um, it. <laughs> <clears throat> Together with their parents, Adam John and Eve Jane, request the pleasure of your company at their wedding at the Savoy Hotel, London, on the 7th of March, 2022, at midday. Champagne, dinner and dancing to follow. Black tie, optional. Please RSVP by 1st of February, 2022. <laughs> that sounds so posh and you're so proud of yourself well done <laughs> I'm so proud of myself it was actually a lot harder than I thought it would be when when I was writing it yeah you know sometimes it can be a little bit tricky to put all the invitation wording together and you know to make sure that you're not missing any key details out um again though if you're using a professional stationer they can help you with all of that and they'll make sure that nothing important is left out yeah and absolutely please 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 double check the spelling on your invitation proofs before you send everything to print you can't change them when they're printed so just make sure you double check (laughs) well well, you can but it will just end up being a waste of paper time and money so yeah best to triple check um and ask someone else to read them as well because they'll have fresh eyes and you know they might be able to notice any mistakes that you might have missed yeah, exactly. Get um, your mum or your maid of honour or your best man, whoever whoever you trust to have a good eye for that sort of stuff. Ask them to give it a read. It's probably the best thing you can do. Okay, so now on to the stationery needed for your wedding day itself. So these can include um, welcome boards. Um, you know, these would usually uh, welcome guests to your wedding. Um, and sometimes they also have a rough 
outline of the timings for your wedding day. Yeah, absolutely. It's like those things that sort of sit outside the venue when everyone arrives and says, welcome to the wedding of so-and-so. Um, ceremony at 12, um, champagne reception at one you know all of that sort of stuff and then like dinner dancing four o'clock all of that sort of stuff so you know just it's just one of those things that's nice to have you don't have to have it yeah um next thing you want to think about is your order of service um now your order of service is probably the thing that might take up um more time than the other things because there's quite a bit that can go on these um so your order of service is just like a little booklet um or a single page even welcoming your guests to your wedding ceremony um these will obviously tell your guests what they can expect from your ceremony and when so you might want to include readings poems um perhaps prayers if you're having a religious ceremony and also the lyrics to any songs and hymns that people might need to join in on yeah absolutely um it also generally identifies who the main participants in the ceremony are so for example it might say that this poem will be read by the bride's sister um as an example or this song is being sung by the best man or how whoever you're having involved in your wedding um, and what they're doing and approximately when okay next thing table plan um this is the big board that generally sits outside the reception room um it indicates where people will be seated so uh you might have uh long trestle tables um it will tell you exactly where every person is going to sit on the day itself um if you're having lots of round tables it will show the round tables and give people an idea of which table number they're seated at or show them exactly where they're seated so you can it's just an identification really um it's again a nice to have so don't feel you have to have this we are going to talk about an alternative option in just a moment um for this so the next thing you want to think about is your table numbers or names now it goes without saying but these table indicators just let your guests know where to sit yeah (laughs) simple as that you're at table number two this table has the number two on it (laughs) you're gonna sit here (laughs) absolutely um and there's so many different fun table names that you could do they don't have to Um, be numbers personally for my wedding we we didn't want numbers or anything we felt like it was a little bit boring for us um so we actually had flower names and they were all the flowers that were in my wedding bouquet oh that's cute um and peonies are my favorite flowers so we had that as the head table me too (laughs) oh my god (laughs) um oh snap Um, So, yeah, so we had all the table names as all the uh, wedding flowers, which was really nice. But I've seen on Pinterest, and you probably have too, where people might do um, cities or countries that the couple have visited. They might have... Yes, my cousin did that. Right. Like, I've seen ones where 
you know, people have got really creative and they've named the table like a specific type of gin. Um, if like the couple are really into wine tasting or something like that, they've actually used the bottle of that um, wine. So people have to oh, look so at fun. closely. Yeah, it's yeah, you have to look kind of closely at what um, what the table is. But I've also seen ones where it's like a gin bottle. So like for example, Bombay Sapphire. Other gin brands are available. Um, <laughs> but, like they have a bottle of that of that gin, maybe with some fairy lights in it as part of the table decor. Um, and many people ultimately recognize exactly that brand so you know the table is called Bombay Sapphire if we're going to keep saying that um and then they have a bottle of Bombay Sapphire on the table looking all pretty amidst the um other table decor not sponsored by Bombay Sapphire (laughs) (laughs) we wish (laughs) right so the next thing you'll want to think about with your wedding stationery uh is your place cards or the American version which is escort cards um, so place cards usually just tell your guests where on the table to sit. And it might also have what they ordered for their food written on it on the back, um, so they can have a reminder of that. Um, also, the waiting team can identify who has the specific dietary requirements on the table. Yeah, absolutely. And before I go on to escort cards, these can work in conjunction with each other. So, you know, you're not required to have one or the other. Um with covid this could be a really good option for you so just have a think on this one so escort cards um are what they use in america to sort of tell people where they're going to sit in the reception um you may have seen it on like friends episodes at monica and chandler's wedding for example everyone's gathering around finding their name on the escort card and it tells them exactly which table they're going to be sitting at now If you don't mind where people sit on the table, um, you don't have to have a place card to go with that. You can just tell them which table they're seated at and they can sit down at that table. Or you can use it in conjunction and have the place card on the table already and the escort card that people pick up might have their menu option on it if you don't want it on the place card. You know, it's something that you can use um, to A, tell people where they want to sit, um, but also give an idea of what they're going to have for their meal instead of having it on the actual place card itself. You you know, it's completely up to you, um, as we said, but this is, this is the American version of the table plan. So, you know, again, <laughs> if you want to have it all, have it all. If you don't want to have it all, just go for one or the other. You know, it's completely up to you. Absolutely. And the last item of stationery for your wedding day itself um, to think about will be your menu card. Now, obviously, you don't have to have a menu card if you don't want to. Um, But if your guests haven't ordered food in advance, they'll likely want to know what will be on the menu for the wedding breakfast. So this is a really nice way to let your guests know that. And it also makes a really nice addition to your actual wedding table decor setting as well. That, you know, you've got these nice menu cards on the tables with your plates and everything. And it can just look really nice. Yeah, and if you want to get extra fancy, if you've got um, guests that are vegetarian or have a specific dietary requirement that um, has meant that you've had to get a different dish for them, you can have their own personalised little menu card that says exactly what they're going to have. And it will be nice discussion points. So you could maybe sit having guests sitting next to each other, one's vegetarian, one's not, and sort of telling each other what's on their menu, um, which would be a really nice thing to have as a discussion for strangers especially if they've never met each other before absolutely yeah it can be a really nice icebreaker yeah definitely 
So now we'll move on to the stationery for after your wedding. Now, we probably would say there's only one thing that you really need to worry about for after yeah. your wedding, and that's your thank you cards. Um, again, this goes without saying what it is. It's to thank your guests for attending your wedding and potentially thank them for any gifts that they have given you. Um, again, you can do this as a digital version instead of the physical card, but on a personal note, I, I personally think that, you know, people like to receive that sort of thing through their door. So um, think about what you want to do. Think about what your guests might like. Yeah. And, you know, you can even personalise your thank you cards. If you'd like to use a wedding photo as the front picture of the wedding card, you know, ask your photographer on your wedding day, say, you know, I'd like to take a couple of pictures specially for the thank you cards. You know, you could do some nice ones on the day as well that you can then use. Yeah, even like posy ones with like your partner that you have holding thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like something really cheesy. If that's something that you want to do, um, just let your photographer know in advance. Yeah. And these thank you cards are usually sent a few weeks after the wedding. Now, if obviously if your honeymoon is going to be straight after the wedding, you might want to send these when you get back from that. Um, and these thank you cards can also include um, a password to see your wedding photos in an online album if you have them um, or you could request your guests share any images they took um, to a certain place. Lots of couples are using hashtags so when they post it on Instagram you have a personalised little hashtag that goes into like a little folder on Instagram and you can see all the photos that your guests took at your wedding. Um, it would be uh, my one recommendation for that though would be to um, make sure you research it so that no one else has used that hashtag as well. Absolutely yeah. Okay, so now we're starting to get to the end of the podcast episode. We're going to be covering three top tips for you when you're thinking about your wedding stationery. So first top tip, research and budget. Look at your wedding budget, work out how much you want to spend on your stationery and then figure out whether that's realistic for you or not. You know, your full stationery suite can be expensive so you want to make sure you know exactly what you can afford before diving into it. Yeah, absolutely. So now on to our second tip. And I think this is mainly about theme and colour scheme. So make sure you have those picked out before you go and look at your stationery and what you want to have for your stationery. Um, as we said before, the design of it should give your guests that first impression on how the day will look and feel. So ask yourself, do you want to make sure it matches up with that theme? Do you mind if it doesn't? Um, but if you do, make sure you pick those big elements out, so your theme, your colour scheme, everything like that, the, the big overhead, before you look at the tiny details of the stationery. Absolutely. And our final third tip is to speak to a professional stationer and be open with them. Tell them about your budget. Tell them about what you want your stationery to look and feel like. They'll be able to advise you on what stationery you absolutely need and the things that you could get away with not including to keep within your budget. And they can also yeah, give you a realistic cost of how much that might be. Yeah, they'll also be able to tell you about the elements you might be able to combine with if you haven't, if you can't have everything on that list. So if you can't have a details card, how can you combine it with your original invitation? Like, as an example. And, you know, don't be disheartened if you can't afford to have that full invitation suite. 
you can use wedding websites such as ours um, and it will be linked in the show notes um, instead of the details card and give guests an email address or online form for their RSVP. And this is especially useful at the moment if you're wanting to do a change the date or just keep your guests up to date with things on a more real time basis. Yeah, absolutely. I know that a lot of people um, on Facebook uh, on our live videos have been saying that they're struggling with keeping guests up to date on the plans when they just don't know them themselves. So, you know, a wedding website can really help with that as sort of keeping your guests up to date in real time. Well, I think we've covered quite a lot in this episode again. Yeah, but speedier one than normal. <laughs> speedier. <laughs> yes. Um, but also, as always, there are plenty of resources for you in this episode's show notes. So go and check those out, as well as a link to the listings of some amazing stationers all over the country on guysforbrides.co.uk. And that has brought us to the end of our wedding planning essential season. Don't worry. We aren't taking a break. We'll be back in a couple of weeks time with season two, which will focus on different, more specific elements of your wedding. Yes, we've got lots of great content planned. Our next episode, we'll be discussing historical wedding venues with Fran from Farnham Castle. So make sure you're subscribed to get notified when that's available. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, And of course, in the meantime, you can follow us on socials at Guides for Brides. Thanks for joining us today and we'll chat again very soon. Yes, very soon. Bye. Bye.